Hello and welcome to Our Life in Horror. We are a horror movie podcast with a gore-filled side of news, physical media, and everything spooky. My name is Brendan, a horror addict since birth, and with me always is my horror queen, Sam, who is still out on vacation. So this week, we our friend and Patreon member, Sean, from Sean's Horror Corner, is joining us. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. I know it's kind of... I guess you got lots of notice last time. I, yeah. <laughs> Bo wasn't so lucky with the notice. Oh, really? Yeah, we only gave him that like a few days. but That's all right. Y'all did good. Y'all had a long episode. I was like, wow, they really... Uh... They went into some detail there. Y'all talked quite a bit. Yeah, it was a lot of news too, so that didn't help. Yeah. There's there's lots of physical media that we had to get, get through, and Bo and I are both like physical media nuts. So gotcha. When it comes down to talking about that stuff, we could talk for like days. It's all right. Yeah. Um, I guess I should plug my account because I haven't done that yet. <laughs> um, you can find us on uh our, our life and horror. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, we have a Patreon where we do special bonus episodes, uh, after hour pods, and uh, polls. And uh, also, our Patreons get to go into the Discord where we get to chat about horror movies and what we've been watching and everything fun like that. Uh, you can also send us an email at ourlifeinhorror.com for uh, any critiques, movie suggestions, uh, just about anything you want to talk about. Uh, Sean, where can they reach you at? So you can find me on uh, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok now, uh, just Sean's Horror Corner. And then you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, it's just my name, underscore Sean, underscore Rhodes. Well, you're on TikTok now. Yeah, I've, I've actually been on there for a while, but I didn't really do videos. I just watched other people's videos. So uh, just starting uh, here recently, I've tried to put... Uh, a trailer or something on there from whatever movie I'm going to be reviewing on the YouTube channel just to to start interacting a little bit. So I'm I'm pretty new at it, but I'm trying to get the hang of it. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched it at all. That's all Sam's deal. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I can figure it out. That's she just runs like strictly Twitter and TikTok because I cannot figure it out for the life of me. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so Sean, what have you been watching? Um. I've been watching, let's see, so I watched a movie called uh, Those Who Call. Uh, I think I saw it on, I can't remember if it was on Amazon Prime or Tubi or where it was. Um, it was okay. It it was one that I was enjoying quite a bit in the beginning, but by the time it was over, I was kind of ready for it to be over. Like, I really started losing interest the second half of the movie. Um, and then I watched uh, Tailgate, which I don't watch a lot of, foreign movies just because i get tired of reading the stuff on the screen i just it's not really my thing um but this one's a dutch movie um and i was surprised how much i enjoyed it i thought tailgate was really good um you know and and i had to read all the captions so i was doing it but i was okay with it like this movie caught my attention i really enjoyed it um other than that i think i watched somebody recommended death spa to me i don't know if you've heard of death spa no i haven't <laughs> it's uh very 80s i think it came out like late 80s 88 or 89 but you could definitely tell it's it's got that 80s vibe it's pretty cheesy um but it was kind of the same as uh that other one i talked about in the beginning those who call i enjoyed the first half of the movie a lot i was like this is really fun i'm enjoying this but by the time it was over i was ready for it to be over so both of those kind of dwindled in the second half and then um yeah i watched uh dracula the original dracula from 1931 and did the review on that on my youtube channel and then 
uh, Dawn of the Dead. So that, that's it. <laughs> nice. You got a lot of horror movies in this week. I did. <clears throat> yeah. Just about one a night there, pretty much, is what, kind of what was happening. So, yeah. yeah. I got it. Dawn of the Dead, and that was pretty much about it this week. Oh, I guess, no, 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 I, I'm lying. We watched, uh, I finally got Sam to watch an alien, like an extraterrestrial movie. Okay. So it was very exciting. We had uh, Matt and Jess from Surreal Studios. You can find them on Instagram. They came over. We had dinner last night, and we watched Extraterrestrials from the Vicious Brothers. It's a little Canadian movie. Um, okay. It's right up Sands Alley. So I was, and with all the alien stuff coming out in the news now, she's like, I want to yeah. watch an alien movie. Okay. I was, like, I was like, nice. I'm like, the original alien? She's like, I don't think that alien movie. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Maybe you'll get there. Maybe you'll get there. I know. I'm trying so hard. I'm pushing all the time. But extraterrestrial is basically like, these kids go to a cabin in the woods and they're drinking and having fun. And then, it's basically like a slasher, but with aliens. Okay. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. It was made in Quebec. The Vicious Brothers, uh, they also wrote and directed uh, Grave Encounters, if you've seen. I have seen that one, yeah. Yeah, so that was their, uh, I think, second or third film that they did. It was released in 2014. Okay. But it's a lot of fun. And other than that, I just watched, been watching uh, Law & Order still. SVU. Still on the Law & Order thing? Gotcha. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> I can't remember what else I pumped out. I also watched uh, Nick Fury's like Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Okay, how was that? It wasn't very good. <laughs> really? Yeah. I I haven't watched it yet. I thought about it, but I don't know. It um, I kind of lost. I mean, I I've lost interest in Marvel just a little bit. I just there's been so much that the more they keep putting out, the more I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I it's just not as good as the way it started, in my opinion. Their whole universe thing. So. I'm having a hard time getting back into it. But. I I agree completely with that. Like I've skipped I skipped Miss Marvel, which was their show show before that before Secret Invasion. I think it's either that or She Hulk, and I only made it like halfway through She Hulk as well. Yeah, same. I only saw a few episodes of it. Yeah, and just got bored of it really quickly. I think the ending to Secret Invasion was way more intriguing than the entire show was put together. Okay, it was kind of like. Not even like you know how Marvel is with the spectacular endings. It's like the like it's almost like a post credit scene of what's to come in the world right. that they're in. I'm like, yeah. that, that was that's more interesting than the entire show we got. That's kind of what I wanted <laughs> from this show, right? Uh, yeah, they kind of make Nick Fury to be like a incompetent agent, which he absolutely shouldn't be. But everybody, yeah, keeps, no, everybody rags on him the whole whole TV wow. show about how he's incompetent okay <laughs> so yeah it kind of deflated his character quite a bit yeah i think they just did uh they did so good in the beginning i think the, the marvel universe was so good for so long that it just i mean nothing lasts forever right and it just it got to a point where i don't know i just i didn't think the movies were as good um they just seemed long and repetitive and i just kept thinking i you know wasn't as good as the Iron Man, Captain America, and you know all that stuff that I saw. The Avengers movies that I saw in the beginning is just it wasn't wasn't measuring up anymore. So I just kind of backed out on it. But yeah, like I always wait. Like back then, it was like an event, right? Like I saw. Yeah, I, I think I saw it. I saw Infinity War and Endgame twice in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> like they were like they were just mind blowing for me. Yeah, um, and then like 
at now I'm like, I'll just wait until it comes on Disney Plus and watch it. Like, yeah. Like Guardians I'm of the Galaxy you. too is also like a franchise that I was like invested in to go seeing. And then when Guardians 3 came out, I was just like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to be. And it has James Gunn too writing it and everything. And right. Directing. But still, I'm like, after what was that? Wakanda Forever. I had no interest yeah. in that. And I thought it right. Yeah, elements, me neither. But yeah, it sucks. Even Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumanium too. I thought it was going to be really big, and the only thing I really liked about it was was uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, and and then like yeah, I'm with you. The Wasp wasn't even in the movie. I love how they just completely <laughs> forgot about her. Like right. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they're just trying to cram in a little too much in each movie anymore. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but. I'm curious to see what happens. The Loki season two trailer just dropped this week. I don't know if you got around to watching that. Um, I think I, no, I didn't see all of, I haven't seen that trailer and I didn't see all of even that season. I, I probably saw half um, okay. and just was, I don't know. I think I was just so burnt out that I just, and I planned on going back and watching it again, but I just haven't. So maybe at some point I'll, I've got some time, I think coming up where I'll be off work for a few days. So maybe I'll try to, to get back in and give it another shot. Yeah, so Loki was definitely like the top, probably top two of the the Marvel series that have come out, okay. come out so far that I would say. So season two looks pretty good too. I'm excited. I'm bringing everybody Yeah, back. I'll have to watch that trailer. And Jonathan Majors is also still in it, which is surprising okay. because of his uh, reported allegations, I'll call them. Yeah, <laughs> right. So we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll like transition transition them over and that show. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, have you collected anything lately? Any any cool <clears throat> Um I I've gotten a few things lately, but it's all been a lot of older stuff. Like I've I've gone back and gotten the uh the four Ks of some of those Universal Monster movies, Dracula, Frankenstein, um, Wolfman. I cannot find it. Maybe it's just not out there. Is the mummy not on 4K? Because I cannot find it anywhere. I assumed that it probably was, but maybe it's just not yet. Uh, um, I'm not sure. Or maybe it comes in like the essentials pack. Yeah, okay, that might be it. Because <clears throat> I know so, for, some, yeah. for some reason they just decided to do the essential packs while releasing each individual one. I'm not sure. So actually. maybe that's the case. So yeah. Uh, I think that's really about it this week. I was thinking I got something else, but I can't remember what it was. So, yeah, just some uh, <clears throat> Universal Monster stuff has been about it in the last week or so. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to limit my haul here because I'm still talking about movies from a while ago. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I got uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. All right. You like that one? I do like that one, yeah. <clears throat> it's been a while since I've seen it, but I enjoy that. Same. I'm trying to get Sam to watch that one, too. She's not big on horror comedies, but I think she would really like it. <clears throat> um, I got a new movie. Uh, it's a new creature feature. I believe we talked about the trailer on the podcast. It's called The Tank, which I'm excited to, excited to actually get to watch. I still haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, Sam's giving me some paper here. <laughs> um i got uh scream factories uh 4k and blu-ray release of world war z oh wow okay which i think is a little underrated of a zombie movie i, I actually kind of enjoyed it <clears throat> yeah i enjoyed it it was good 
Yeah, I'm excited because it came with the extended cut, which I don't believe I've seen. Oh, no, I haven't either. Yeah, it adds like uh, nine minutes or something like that to it. So I'm kind of curious to see. Kind of curious to see how that works out. But, yeah. Um, I also got, uh, I cannot pronounce the first word of this, but it's Haunted Asylum. It's a, I believe it is a Korean ghost story about a group of uh, ghost hunters that go into an asylum. Okay. It's supposed to be incredibly scary. I, I see it at the top of a lot of people's lists. Okay. And then I also rebought, because I saw it on Blu-ray, rebought uh, Kevin Bacon's The Darkness, which... Oh, I know, wow, I haven't seen that in forever. I know, <laughs> It's been too. a long time. <laughs> I, know, I already know it's not a great movie, but I'm just a big fan yeah. Kevin Bacon whore, I guess. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did know you were, you were a fan of his. We talked about that a little bit. But... Oh, I've seen all of his horror movies. I love them all. He's just so unique, I find. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, somebody was saying, and it may have been Bo, even I don't remember. So you probably heard this that, uh, Robert England had recommended Kevin Bacon to play Freddie if they do another Nightmare on Elm Street. Did you heard that? Yeah, I did. Okay. So it may have been Bo that was telling us. I just, that I was like, wow, that might actually work because I don't know. I have a hard time imagining anybody else playing Freddie. That's why I wasn't a big fan of the remake, but I don't know. Kevin Bacon might could pull it off. That might I be think, interesting. So. I, yeah, definitely. The only problem, even the same, I've I've heard some YouTubers talk about this too, and uh, they also kind of seem to say the same thing is that Kevin Bacon's already so old. Oh uh, yeah. Do you think you'd really want to sit in the makeup chair for that long every day if Robert yeah, England already doesn't want to do it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, he may not. So I think uh, I don't know if he'll be in- too interested in doing it. Plus, I don't even know what he's doing lately. He's just out kind of doing his own thing. I yeah. Yeah. Just randomly pops up and stuff. Yeah, all I see all I see mainly is like the like sing songs on his like uh uh Facebook page or maybe his Instagram page or whatever. <clears throat> right. He's and I think really... he was in I'm trying to think of the last thing I saw him in, but I think it was um They Them, I think is what it was called. Did you see that? No, I didn't, but I I actually tried to watch it while I was sick a few weeks ago and I couldn't find okay. it on anything. I um I saw it when it first came out. I don't remember what I watched it on. It may have been Amazon or something. I don't remember, but um, it wasn't bad. It was all right. Uh, not one of my favorites, but it was okay. Um, but I don't think I've seen him in anything since then. So I don't know if I've just missed something or what. But yeah, same. Actually, I think that was the last thing I've heard of him being in. Hmm. Well, do we want to get into some horror news? Yeah, absolutely. We uh we got some trailers to talk about this week. Yes. Some very interesting ones. We got uh we'll talk about hashtag Chad gets the axe first. It'll be available on all digital platforms September first. That actually I don't know. Um when I saw the name of it, I'm like, oh, this is just gonna be craziness, but I don't know, it kinda looks fun to me. I kinda like those ensemble movies like that, like it looks like it might be. Um some of the some parts of the trailer looked a little creepy, but I don't know. It looks to me like it might be fun. I'm pretty interested in checking that one out, actually. I don't know what you thought, but it got my attention. I, I think I want to see that one. Yeah, I think it looks like a good like newfound footage route to go, you know? Yeah, How, yeah, I agree. It's all like live, supposedly, and um, right. they're constantly having comments, it looks like, on the bottom of the screen. 
yeah it's really cool i felt uh, when i was watching this trailer i'm like this is definitely gonna be like a sam movie all influencers live <laughs> streaming and stuff um, yeah and you know i'm not big on um horror comedies are so hit and miss in my opinion and this kind of looks like it's it's gonna have a little bit of that to it maybe some comedy to it um i either seem to really like them or i'm just not a fan there's so many that a lot of people do like that i'm not a big fan of but i don't know this one really gets my attention and, and that's the vibe i was getting it was like a horror comedy from it kind of a found footage horror comedy but i don't know i think it looks pretty entertaining so i'm gonna check it out yeah i agree i probably will too um the next one we have up is the haunting of queen mary um i did not get a release date for that one um yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid that it might be one of those. It doesn't look bad. I'm afraid that it may be one of those uh, where the trailer could have showed too much. Because I don't know why. Watching that, I just got the vibe that I have a feeling the best parts of this movie we just saw. And the yeah. rest of it's going to be kind of weird. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, and I, I could be wrong. It might be fine. But that's really what I was thinking afterwards. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just saw the best part of this movie. You yeah. Know, maybe not. But that's that's what I was thinking on that one. Yeah, this movie is, it gave me The Others vibes. With, uh, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that's where it might go. Um, I like a good ghost story, and especially like a good ghost ship story. It's like, I don't right. think we've had one since, uh, what was that one with, uh, it's called It's called Mar- Mary? I think it's also called, it's just called Mary. It's got... Oh. Uh, Oh. He's such an iconic actor too, and I cannot remember his name. I may have to look it up because I'm pretty sure, unless I'm just completely forgetting, I don't think I've seen that. It doesn't ring a bell. It didn't last very long in theaters. I know that. Um, Gary Oldman. Oh, okay. Gary Oldman is the lead, and it's a good. I thought it was a very good ghost story, like a a haunted ship, cursed ship ghost story. Okay. Um. Yeah, I know it didn't get a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of love, but I think it's definitely worth a watch. And I'm not gonna say it gave me those kinds of vibes in this trailer, but I think this trailer is its own separate beast. Yeah. Uh, um, I think this was the biggest one we got is Slother House, which <laughs> will be. <laughs> It'll be in theaters, actually. I know, that's enough, so crazy. August 30th. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. That really surprised me. But, you know, I heard you mention this. I think you mentioned this one to Sam um, on a previous episode, maybe the last episode or the episode, whenever y'all were doing something. I just remember you mentioning this to her, and I had not heard of it at all. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is probably going to be one of the worst. Like, I immediately was thinking, you know, the zombie beaver thing, like that kind of stuff going <laughs> on. But, um, I, I don't know. The trailer actually looked pretty funny to me. Like it looked, uh, it was different than what I expected when I was watching the trailer. I'm like, that sloth doesn't really look that bad. And, you know, I was also thinking going in like ah, sloths are so slow. Like how, how can these things kill anybody? But the trailer made it interesting. Like it looked fun to me. I, I kind of want to see this now a lot more than I thought I was going to want to. So I don't know what you thought, but I'm interested. <laughs> I definitely agree. When I heard about this on the radio, uh first i was like no fucking way like how are they gonna make a sloth scary because you're right, right it is one of like it's like turtle moving slow yeah so but like it looks like in the trailer it ambushes a lot which is really cool 
Right. Um, at first, from like the the news article I was reading, I thought it was going to be like a giant sloth. Okay, Just gotcha. Because it was such a close up picture of it, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a giant <laughs> sloth. Okay, so it'll like grow big, and then it'll start killing them, which will make more sense. But no, it's going to be right. like a regular regular sloth throughout the whole <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks, I don't know. It really got my attention because when I got ready to watch, that's the last trailer I watched that you sent me. And uh, going in, I'm like, this is just going to be crazy. And then after I watched the trailer, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So I went back and watched it again. And I'm like, I want to see this now. I really do want to see this movie. So yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I don't know if I'll go to a theater and see it or not, but I might. I want to see this. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it looks like it's self referential too like uh yeah <laughs> he says slother house in the trailer and everybody's just like ah come on why did you say that <laughs> right <laughs> so i like yeah. that aspect it does look like a lot of fun i definitely agree yeah uh the last trailer we got to talk about is satanic hispanic which is also in theaters i believe september 14th so what do you do you like the i'm drawing a blank on the word anthology so what they're called, these anthology movies like this. Are you a fan of those? I am for the most part. It depends on the length of... It depends on how many stories we're getting within the anthology, I guess. Okay. Because me and Sam watched uh, Death Sember last yeah. year, which <clears throat> includes... Uh, I think it's 25 shorts. Okay. That's and a lot. <laughs> it's a, it, it was a lot, and not all of them are good. Um, gotcha. So when you have to sit through something like that, it's a, it's pretty pretty hard. But if it's like you know like creep show or right, um, yeah, creep show's classic. Even uh, VHS, some of the VHS movies are good. And um, I haven't seen Tales from the Hood, which I'd like to watch. I haven't seen the ABCs of Death, but the ABCs of Death are also twenty six because it works right. the whole alphabet, right? Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, because I always find that there's something. There's at least one or two really, really good ones. Yeah, no, I'm kind of the same way. And that's kind of what I got from watching this. I, I feel like most of them, normally you get a couple of, um, you know, if they give you five or six stories, you get a couple that are pretty good and pretty interesting. And then the other ones, you just kind of sit through and wait to get back to something else. And that's kind of the vibe I got from this, from the different things they were showing us. I was like, okay, I think, I think it was five stories they were telling in this movie. And I'm like, a couple of these look pretty good. The other ones I'll probably just have to sit through. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe it might. It might not be too bad. Yeah, I think I'd definitely give it a watch. When I first read Hispan, uh, Satanic Hispanic, I thought it was going to be like a a spoof movie almost. So I yeah. wasn't taking the trailer <laughs> too seriously. And then when the trailer gotcha. started going, I was like, "Oh shit, this is actually like a serious anthology right. movie." <laughs> right. And that old lady with like the thorned crown with the black yeah. eyes, she freaked me right out. So Yeah, she was creepy. <laughs> yeah, she, she's definitely sold the trailer for me, so I definitely am going to check it out. Plus, I love I like seeing different cultures, horrors, like in their urban legends and stuff like that. Like, right. it freaked me out so much, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. Well, with trailers out of the way, I guess we'll get into some news. And I am going to spoil the biggest piece of news right off the smash. Even before... Uh, physical releases. So radio radio silence has dropped out of directing Scream Seven, Scream Seven due to fan, due to the fan base, and now Christopher Landon, director of Freaky and a Happy Happy Death Day, has been confirmed to be at the helm. Yeah, what do you think about that? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm the same way because um, I think they've done a really good job with Scream and what they've done. And so um, hearing that they drop out, it's a little concerning to me. And then, I mean, I don't know. I've never seen, what's it called? Freaky Friday is that what you said? Yeah, just um, freaky. Just freaky. Okay. I've never seen that. I mean, I know Vince Vaughn's in it. I've heard a few other people talk about it, but I've never seen it. But I actually like uh, Happy Death Day, the first one. The second one I wasn't real crazy about, but... So I just, I don't know what he's going to bring to Scream. Like, I, I hope it, Scream's always been, had comedy elements to it. I mean, it's always done that, you know, and poke fun at itself and that kind of thing. But I'm hoping that he doesn't go um, overboard with that side of it. I hope it doesn't become too comedy. Yep. Um, and that I think that's my concern with this guy taking over. But, I mean, we'll see. Maybe it'll be good. I definitely agree with you there because the I think the main the main thing with Freaky is how funny it is throughout because you have, you know, the story. Basically yeah, I know the, the story. Yeah. Where yeah. Vince Vaughn is now a 16-year-old girl and right. the 16-year-old <laughs> girl is a serial killer. It's actually a, a really fun movie. I'll have to check it out. I've had it on my list for a long time. I just haven't got to it. Yeah, there's some really good, uh, there's uh, some pretty good kills in there too, actually. It's, okay. Uh, it, uh, the unrated cut's good. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, I don't. I know he's gonna nail the humor and like uh, the dialogue of these young characters as he's done in all of his other movies. But right the, when when the second you know when the when the conflict emerges and everybody's got to get serious, I don't know how well he's gonna be able to nail that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So I'm a huge fan. I mean, I've I've talked about it before. Scream is my my favorite horror franchise. So I'm just I guess I'm kind of touchy about that i just really don't want him to fuck it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> well as long i think as long as christopher landon is able to make some character sacrifices i yeah. i think it'll be a, a good a good move in the right direction is where the last film i feel like that was its biggest downfall i agree yeah we needed yeah somebody else needed to go yeah at least yeah somebody <laughs> at least one <laughs> maybe two yeah but yeah <clears throat> Yeah, I remember, uh, and so I had a few people that just completely disagreed with me about it because, um, and, and I love the legacy characters, and uh, I was surprised how much I enjoyed the last one without Nev Campbell in it because I'm a huge fan of Nev Campbell and I really like her character. But after the movie, I was like, it's time for Gail to go. Gail's got to go, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, so many people disagree, <laughs> but yeah, I just that's enough of Gail. We lost Dewey. Now we can lose Gale too, in my opinion. So yeah, I know. And Gale just seems so shoehorned in to the last one, especially. Yeah. Um, I remember she was just coming up with all these. She's just finding out all this information, and then Kirby was supposed to be an FBI agent, and she hadn't figured out all that stuff. Right. Like, How the fuck does Gale figure this out? Just Gale's doing when the FBI can't. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm with you. It's just a little uh, yeah. too much. And I just feel like her character, not to make this all about Scream, but I don't know. I I feel like her character went backwards too much for me to want her to stick around. You know what? You would think that um, uh, she was more back to in this last one, like she was in the first one, in my opinion. And and I just didn't see it going that way. Like her character didn't continue to develop and grow. And you would think with you know Dewey dying that she would become even better of a person, but she kind of went back to being a bitch in my opinion so i was just like yeah let's just go ahead and get rid of her now <laughs> this is the way this is gonna go and let her check out but 
Yeah. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of people that love the legacy stuff so much, and I do too. If, if Nev Campbell came back and they killed her, I'd be devastated. So I, I get people not wanting to see, you know, Gail's character get killed, but I think it would have been huge. So, yeah, definitely. Um, do you like uh, Lar von Tier Tier? I can't say his name. Um, but there's a collection coming out, and it's been announced. Uh, it's a 14 Blu-ray set. It'll, it will include seven films, and the other seven discs will all be special features. Uh, all the films are remastered, some of them including Epidemic, Antichrist, Nymphomaniac 1 and 2, and The House That Jack Built, and many more movies. The set will also include three collectible posters and a 68-page booklet. The set will be available September 25th. Oh, I think the only one of the... I've seen the house that Jack built. I don't think I've seen the other stuff. They're, they're all pretty wild movies. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say they're all horror because I saw Nymphomaniac 1 and 2 because I was very curious about them. I heard the buzz around them, but they're... Really realistic, I guess. Those, yeah. Those ones. It's it's okay. Like, it's weird. If you want to watch uh, Shia LaBeouf have like a, a legit sex scene, I guess there's a movie <laughs> right. for you to watch. There you go. <laughs> Antichrist is actually a pretty uh, surreal movie about dealing with grief and stuff, which is a really good one. But I think with all of his stuff, you'll either like it or you or you hate it. Gotcha. Like uh, Sam, I tried to get Sam to watch uh, the house that Jack built. Because I had heard a bunch of really good things about it. And then she didn't make it, I don't think, even a half hour into the movie. Because she thought it was boring. But I really, I truly enjoyed it. Okay. How about you? Did you enjoy it? Um, I'm not going to say I really enjoyed it. But I mean, I it was, I watched it. I mean, I finished it. You know, it wasn't one of those that I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'll, I'll turn it off. I went ahead and finished it. It was okay. Um, and that may be why I never watched. I mean, I, I know I've only seen it the once. And, you know, if I knew who that guy was, maybe that was why I didn't watch some of that other stuff. I, it was all right. It was just kind of, I was like left with, huh, okay. You know, yeah. I, I can say I saw it now. That was kind of the way I felt about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I definitely recommend uh, Antichrist, though. It's got a uh, Willem okay. Dafoe in it, and he's really good. And oh, there's yeah. some viciously brutal gore scenes in there. I can say. Okay. I won't allude to it too much, but some some stuff is crushed. Um, from Umbrella Entertainment, uh, we will be getting a release of Godless, the Eastfield Exorcist, Exorcism, and Possessed on 4K and Blu-ray pack in October. The limited editions are available on their site, and I highly recommend checking them out. So I haven't heard of godless but i know i haven't either possessed as sam neil in it and it's supposed to have a, a pretty a pretty uh terrifying uh possession scene in a subway yeah I've, i'm saying i've heard some really good things about it and i've heard about the subway scene but i i haven't seen the movie so uh yeah i'll have to check it out yeah i haven't seen it either um that's all I, that's all i really know about it but I think it's so hard to find too, and it's expensive. So with the re-release, I might uh, end up picking it up. Um, and I got one more section of physical releases, and then we'll move on to some more news again. But here is Scream Factory's uh, October release slate. Um, 
So Pumpkinhead, the Blob remake from the 80s, and Night of the Demons will be re- getting a re-release on 4K. Uh, there'll be collector's editions. And Night of the Demons 2 and 3 will be getting a Blu-ray collector's edition. So you can all pre-order those now. You can get Night of the Demons 1 through 3 in a bundle pack that comes with uh, like six posters. Uh, everyone gets an alternative slipcover and pin sets and all kinds of goodies if you feel like spending the money on that kind of stuff but <laughs> no that'll be cool though because i enjoy um i don't know if i saw i know i haven't seen three i think i saw two but i don't remember much about it but i like Pumpkinhead. i like the blob remake and and i like the first night of the demons so um yeah i don't remember much about the second one i'm pretty sure i saw it but i can't remember anything about it at the moment yeah i liked Pumpkinhead too the blob i love i thought that was great yeah. Um, and me and Sam still haven't watched uh, Night of the Demons yet. We kind of like were when she was getting her last tattoo, he had it on the TV in the background. So every once in a while, we'd kind of watch a little bit of it, but he didn't have sound right. on. So we were like, yeah, we're, oh, gotcha. we're going to try to stay away from this. But I've never seen its sequels. I, I already have it on like the first Blu ray release of Night of the Demons. So I'm kind of okay. weary of picking up the 4K unless it's like, yeah. A, in a huge improvement on it you know right and i yeah. have like all the other ones too already on the blu-rays and i'm like ah do i really like scream factory are you doing <laughs> this to me again like uh, yeah they get people with that there's some that i think are are um are probably fine just having the blu-ray on in my opinion i mean i've i've been slowly upgrading some stuff but um i don't know that i would upgrade any of those i mean i, I like all of them. the blob maybe i might would go with the 4k the blob I yeah. think the rest of them I would be good enough with the the Blu-ray. The the, the blob <laughs> was actually the only one I was thinking about upgrading to. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, with all the releases out of the way, we'll get into some real news again. Um. Again, with more promise of a final destination, final destination six. Jeffrey Riddick slates that the new movie will be a whole new layer to the franchise, and that it will be a true Final Destination movie, and it won't follow any of the formulas already established in the franchise. Oh, wow. This movie has been, like, teasing us for too long. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to see it. I like that franchise um, quite a bit, actually. I'm a big fan of the Final Destination movie, so I'm with you. I mean, I'm kind of getting tired of hearing about it. Let's do it, you know, or not. But I will, once they finally do, I'm going to want to see it, so... <laughs> Oh, definitely. Same here. And I really hope yeah. I really hope that they stick with their like paramedic, firefighter, and cop kind of storyline about them going to like, yeah. I think I heard it was them uh dealing with a building that was on fire. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I had heard as well. Yeah, I think that's such a cool, unique way to go in the in a good direction anyways. It'd be a new new good startup. Right. Well, fingers crossed it holds up anyways. <laughs> um Andre Overdahl, the director of The Voyage of the Demeter, uh, confirms that Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark 2 is still in active development, stating that they have a story and a script, but with this, with the ongoing strike, things have been put on halt. Did you like the first one? Did you see it? It wasn't. Yeah, I did see it. Um, and I, I think I need to watch it again, actually. Because, I mean, I, I think I enjoyed it. I don't think I thought it was anything too special. Um, but, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. So, um, 
I didn't know there was a, a possibility of a second one though. I had missed that somewhere. So um, yeah, if they get that going, then I'll definitely try to probably go back and watch the first one before that one, you know, before seeing that one, just to refresh myself. But um, I, I think I liked it. I just can't remember a whole lot about it. Yeah. From what I remember, it's been a while since I've watched it too, but uh, kind of like the storyline going through is okay. But like how they nailed the, the picture designs, I guess, of the original book is like super spot on. Yeah, right. Um, so all those tend to tend to freak me out. I just remember the big overbearing mother in the in the hospital when the lights turned. Yeah, red that's right. Like okay, slowly walking. That was. I do remember that now. Spot. Yeah, that was. I do remember that now. Okay, yeah. So if they can bring some more of that energy back and possibly give us a little bit of a better storyline, that'd be great. Yeah, Del Toro is also supposed to be back on the produce i believe so that's a good sign yeah um sam made sure i had this piece of news in here it's going to be a, a halloween decor news but home depot's 12 foot skeleton is back and he's also got some <laughs> new friends with him um so the friends will include a 12 foot jack skellington and inferno pumpkin and a predator of the night which pretty much pretty much looks like a gigantic vampire bat okay it they look cool. <laughs> they do look cool. I'll, look, I, I'll not take a look at some pictures. Do y'all have the twelve foot skeleton? No, we don't. We okay. always talked about it every year, but we haven't gotten around to getting it. We haven't got it yet. Okay, you got it? No, I don't. I mean, I I think the stuff is pretty cool to look at, and I like seeing it when other people have it. But going out and getting it myself, it's, it's not happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that's kind of where we're at too. Like every year, we're talking about how we're going to save up money for sweet Halloween decorations, and then. Every year we kind of just make do with what we can. So like we'll like hijack the dollar store and make a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, we just haven't gone around to it yet. Unfortunately, like those animatronics and stuff are just so expensive. It's yeah, it's insane. And those those skeletons, I think, are at least five or six hundred bucks. Right. You know? So it's like uh, yeah, which is yeah, which is kind of why I haven't done it. I think it'd be super cool, and I like seeing like I said the other people's stuff, but. Uh, but I mean, I've, I've also lived in an apartment for so long and I'm kind of limited in what I can do now in the next month, I'm going to be uh, moving into a house. So I might reconsider once that happens, but uh, yeah, I just watch what other people do right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, from The Dark Knight and Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, is reportedly going to be doing a take on The Bride of Frankenstein with the remake coming from Netflix titled The Bride. Okay. I would definitely be interested in that. I would like to see what happens there. I wish somebody could, could pull off, um, you know, bringing back the whole universal monster thing in general. I know the the mummy kind of ruined it from what I understand <laughs> with Tom Cruise. It did not do well and kind of messed up with their whole plan there. But I really wish somebody could find a way to bring that, that universe back because uh, I would like to see some stuff there. Definitely. Like that, that was a pretty good stacked cast that they had released before they even like really the dark universe. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And they had all those photo ops like Johnny Depp is going to be the Invisible Man, which would have been an awesome cast. That choice. would have been, yeah. Um, I can't remember who else. They already had uh, Angelina Jolie, I think, was going to be the Bride of Frankenstein. I think so, yeah. Um, Javier something was going to be 
I think either Victor Frankenstein or Frankenstein. He was uh he basically played God and Mother. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a wicked stacked cast, and I I yeah, with the bomb of the mummy, it just fell right through. Yeah, I was really excited about it, and I haven't even. I, I, did you see the mummy with Tom Cruise? Because I haven't watched it. I've heard so much negative about it that I just didn't even check it out. But did you yeah, watch it? Yeah, I threw it on one day. Okay, it's is it as bad as everybody says. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> definitely try to like have its cake and eat it too. Okay. So they kind of try to pull like a, I want to say like a Brendan Fraser's. I think it's nineteen ninety nine, The Mummy. Yeah. And they right. have this huge action adventure spectacle with a, a little bit of added horror, but then like there's a segment throughout the whole movie in the middle of the movie that's probably a good 15, 15 maybe twenty minutes long of like, oh here's here's the you know the basically the men in black of this universe and we've been hiding all these monsters and you walk through the thing and you can see like a vampire skull and you can see the creature from Black Lagoon's hand so it's like all these gotcha. Easter eggs being thrown in and right. Yeah, they just try to shoehorn it all in, kind of like got um, it, like the worst way they could. And unlike how we talked about Marvel, was like slowly, right, slowly establishing the universe. They just decided to go. No, there's a universe. It's already, it's already here. <laughs> See here. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's kind of what did it all for everybody. Okay. Um, I got one more piece of news. Um, which is. George A. Romero passed away in 2017, but before he passed, uh, he wanted to make one last zombie flick entitled Twilight of the Dead, uh, and the film may be coming to fruition at this time, as George's, uh, well, was wife, negotiates terms uh, for the script's release. Uh, Not much is known about the script other than it follows... Perspectives of the last humans on Earth who are stuck on a tropical island and caught between factions of the undead. I had heard a little bit about this, and, and from what I was reading, I guess it's been a possibility for a while. But um, as you were saying, his his former wife there has been real picky about wanting it to be done the right way, wanting it to to honor him, and so that's kind of been some of the holdup. So I'm hoping that. Uh, uh, you know, everything goes the way that she wants it to go and that it does do an honor to him, but I'm interested. I want to see it. I'd like for them to go ahead and pull that off. Yeah, same. I'm a huge, if, if, if there wasn't George Romero, I probably wouldn't be a horror fan because he, gotcha. he was the one that got me into it with the, not even with his original movie, but with the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead was like the first horror movie that got me heavily involved. Right. So with, and then after that, I was a huge Romero fan and, uh, yeah, so without him, I would, I would absolutely love to. And, you know, it sucks because most of his movies never quite got the budget that he always wanted. Right. You know, so, like, his, his draft for, like, Day of the Dead was over 300 pages long. And, like, that's over a three-hour-long movie right there. Right. And he could <clears throat> right. get, the, get the funding for it. Or when he did Land of the Dead, it was all studio meddling, and he couldn't do yeah. things the way he wanted. and and they went really low budget after land and people have a lot of mixed thoughts on those. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I love George. And I hope, uh, I hope that she does find a way to honor his memory and get the script made and make it a really good last zombie film for him. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. 
Um, with that out of the way, that's all the news. All right. So let me look at Sam's discussion format here. You should write it all down for me. Um, we do a game, and I did a game this week. I did one. Oh, here we go. I got <laughs> two truths and a lie. I got two of them. Okay. So the first one's going to be on director Zack Snyder. So James Cameron is a big fan of his work and has named him as an inspiration. Uh, Zach was 26 years old when he directed his first feature-length film. And he was interested in directing X-Men Origins Wolverine in 2009, but had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts with The Watchmen. Um, I feel like I've heard something about him before where X-Men is concerned, so maybe that was it. I don't remember. I'm going to say the second one is the lie. I feel like his age is not 26. I think that's where you're throwing me off. Well, you're right. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> he was actually 37 for his de- okay. debut. <laughs> and then like I 26 think... is still pretty young. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that really wouldn't be that big a deal. So, I feel like it had to have been different. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I figured since we had Zack Snyder on here as a director, we had to include uh, the original. The Godfather of Zombies himself, George Romero, for two yeah. jumps and a lie. Okay. So he passed away peacefully in his sleep while listening to the score of The Quiet Man, one of his favorite feature films. Okay. He became a dual citizen, Canadian uh, and American, and he lived in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, he was originally attached to write and direct the video game adaptation of Silent Hill but left after uh, the pro- left the project due to creative differences. Um, I'm going to say the first one's a lie. I don't think he was listening to what you said he was listening to. No, okay. <laughs> that's just a complete guess, but that's just that, that's what I'll go with. <laughs> um, that one is true. Okay. Um, the original video game that he was uh, set to make a video game adaptation of was resident evil oh you know what that gets me out because i think i remember hearing that now that you say that before i was just thinking yeah i know he was supposed to be involved in a video game so that's probably right but it was resident evil now that you say it i'm like damn i should have got that one okay (laughs) (laughs) that's good you got one out of two yeah 50 percent. yeah well let's get into our movie and with all the zombie talk we may as well say what we're lit we're going to be talking about which is yeah the 2004 remake of dawn of the dead it is directed it was released march 19th 2004 it's directed by Zack snyder who did 300 batman versus superman um the budget is 28 million and its box office was 102 million which is really good actually yeah very good um it has an imdb score of 7.3 out of 10 and a rotten tomato score of 76 percent which is also really good actually yeah good scores i looked at the the audience score and i think it was 78 so it was a pretty evenly uh even score um before i go any further i gotta read the synopsis because i forgot to find it a nurse a policeman and a married young married couple 
and the salesmen and other survivors of the world plagued that is producing aggressive flesh-eating zombies take refuge in a mega midwestern shopping mall the film will the film is starring Sarah Pauly uh from Splice and Luck Jake Weber from 13 Reasons Why and The Cell Kevin Zegers from Frozen and Wrong Turn Ty Barrow from Modern Family and Finding Dory Michael Kelly from Chronicle and Batman v Superman Vin Rames from Pulp Fiction and Piranha 3D Lindy Booth from Cry Wolf and Wrong Turn Ken Forhey from the original Dawn of the Dead and Halloween 2 and Mikai Pfeiffer I'm just I, I don't know if that's right or not but he's I think that's Hulk. right yeah nailed it yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a first time probably <laughs> uh he's from Honey and Eight Mile so what are your spoiler free thoughts um I love this movie in my opinion this is the uh this is probably my favorite zombie movie uh period and I've seen a lot of them um I've seen the other Romero ones I've seen some other stuff as well but I absolutely love this movie it's one of those that um you know people talk about comfort movies or just movies that they have on in the background sometimes while they're doing other stuff I've tried putting this movie on in the background sometimes and I end up stopping what i'm doing and watching it you know again i just i i love this movie so much so uh yeah that's it <laughs> nice i actually really like this movie too i had uh i wasn't sure i was re-watching it yesterday and i was like oh maybe it won't hold up quite as good because we we when we were doing uh the remake discussion and the opening they were it was both on there for both yeah yeah so i was like oh maybe it's just got the opening going for it and i couldn't really quite remember but I still really like it. I think it's a good uh, a good remake. I think it's vicious. Yeah. It's fun. It's gory. It's uh, it's got some really good tense sequences as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And this movie just turned what twenty years old? I think. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Oh, I agree. I can't believe it's it's been out that long. Yeah. Um. With that being said, we're gonna get into our spoiler discussions. So, if you could rate this, uh, describe this movie in three words. Um, I said, uh, vicious, bloody, and fun. Nice. I think those yeah. are all very accurate. I put in an <laughs> epic remake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is really hard because this is a huge uh, ensemble of people. But yeah. who's your favorite <laughs> character? Um, so I was kind of. I had it down to two and I really couldn't decide between those two. And I, I finally just, I, I couldn't decide between Michael and Kenneth um, until I watched it again a couple of nights ago to get ready for this. And so I, I think I decided to go with Michael. I really like Kenneth as well, but I think Michael is my favorite um, as cool and, you know, badass and all as Kenneth is. He's also kind of an asshole sometimes. <laughs> so I think I think I decided to go with Michael, uh, which I think is Jake Weber who plays him. But yeah, uh, Michael is probably my favorite character. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a good uh, layered character as well. Yeah. Um, I went with uh, CJ. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I do like CJ. <laughs> I, I definitely think he gets the most uh, quotable lines in this movie. Yeah. Um, probably yeah i also think he's rather layered because at the start of the movie he's the classic 
I'm going to protect myself and my environment in order to survive. Right. You guys are not welcome. Then right. uh, he eventually lets the people in. Then the tables are turned. He's in the cell. Um, the only thing is I wish that there was more of a transition for him caring because eventually by the end of the movie he ends up sacrificing himself the blowing up the dock to stopping the zombies right to get to the the rest of the survivors and he's more willing to you know he goes out because uh at the beginning of the movie he says this is gonna be one of my line my favorite lines but he's like um basically i'm not i'm i'm not gonna die like i'm not gonna die like the rest of you or something like that um, yeah, and then by the end of it, he's like going out, and he goes to try to save Andy and get the girl back, and right. the dog, and he just he volunteers for it, you know. He doesn't. It's not like he's being forced to kind of like when they go down to the uh, parking garage. So I kind of would have liked to have seen. I feel like there's a scene missing with him, kind of you you know the character development there. Yeah, I agree because he gets more likable as the movie goes on, but. At the same time, you you kind of wonder what happened to change everything. You don't. It's almost like he goes. I don't want to say from one extreme to the other, but it's almost one extreme to the other. There's no middle. Uh, It's kind of where I was at. So yeah, I see that. Yeah, and you can't tell me about the organist explaining his how he when he found out that he was gay to him when he's stuck in a (laughs) jail cell is like right that's that's when he figured out he's like i'm gonna be a nice guy from now on you know right yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um who's your least favorite character so i had uh two here as well i think i probably lean uh more towards one but steve of course was up there i don't like steve um but i think my least favorite was bart um the one other security guard that was with him. I, there was, I didn't see one good quality about this guy at all. He just annoyed me for the time that he was in the movie. So probably Bart was my least favorite. Bart's also mine as well. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he just has like no redeeming qualities about him. He's not no, funny. Nothing. <laughs> you know, at least Steve's an asshole too, but at least he's, uh, he's kind of got this funny asshole charm to him. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. He yeah. does make you laugh a little bit, but Bart's just, yeah. <laughs> There's not even, uh, yeah, I won't get ahead. I guess we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, just the the only line in the movie I don't like comes from him as well. So there's just nothing about that guy I liked. I, I was glad when he was done. <laughs> yeah, I see. And he goes pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, Who's your best acting? I didn't really think anybody did a bad job, um, but I'm going to go back to uh, Michael again, Jake Weber. I just thought he did a really good job. I thought he was the most... Um, I thought he was maybe the most fully developed character just because I feel like we got to see so many. I feel like we saw different sides of him as well. I mean, there were, you know, he was, he was fighting and he was helping and we saw that side uh, when he was talking about, uh, you know, his worst job was, was being a husband, but his best job was being a father. Uh, There were other times where, you know, you get to see him laughing. I just, I thought we got to see so many different sides of him. And I think that um, Jake Weber did a pretty good job of like nailing all of it. So I, I, I would go with him. Yeah, I think that's a good, a, a very good actor to pick. Like, like you said, I don't think anybody did a bad job. I think everybody does, does really good. I went with Sarah Pauly, um, for pretty much the same reasons. She does get yeah. a good range throughout the whole movie. Um, you get to see her happy, you get to see her sad, you get to see her fight for her life, and I think she's a great right. actress and she portrays everything really well. 
Yeah, I like all, pretty much everybody from this cast is pretty star-studded. Yeah, yeah, I think so, they all did a good job. Like, I don't know if you were able to pick anybody for worst acting. <laughs> um, I wasn't, and I thought, um, I thought I was going to, and I just drew a blank on her name. I know you mentioned it earlier because she was also in Wrong Turn, but uh, the oh, girl who you know, yeah, Lindy oh, Booth, yeah, her. So I thought maybe her, but when I um. And I don't know why I was thinking that. I was just thinking that uh, when I was looking at the categories and remembering how we did this, I was like, I got a feeling that's probably going to be it. But then when I did this rewatch the other night to get ready, I'm like, she really didn't do that bad a job after all. I don't know why I was thinking maybe her. I, I really don't think anybody did a bad job. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I like uh, for the main actors, I don't think anybody did a bad job. I I do have this is probably not really anything uh, too much to be. I just found one zombie pretty cheesy. The, oh, which one is that? So when uh, uh, they're getting ready to, when they're in the shuttle buses and they're stuck in the mm-hmm. crowd outside in the parking lot and he throws the propane right. tank out and he shoots the one zombie in the face and you know, the yeah. one zombie gives him that dumbfounded deer in the headlights look. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. don't think that's how that zombie should have been acting. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. I think what I was thinking with uh, with Wendy was is that I didn't really, um, I don't know if I was buying her her emotional part. You know, when her father passes away and she's all upset, but then you know, just a few minutes later, she's happily in love with the other security guard guy. I don't think. Well, I don't think she did a bad job throughout the movie. I just didn't buy that part of it as far as her seeming to really be that upset about the fact i mean her dad even says you know in that scene that she's lost her mom she's lost both her brothers um you know i'm all she's got left i didn't feel like she sold really being devastated that now she was going to lose her dad too I, I think that's why i thought maybe her um that just didn't seem to really click with me the way i thought somebody would be acting and then she got over it pretty quick <laughs> Yeah. But that's not necessarily on her. That's just the way it was written. But yeah, I think maybe that's why I was thinking her. But I, I do see your point about that zombie now. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know that uh, Lindy Booth and <clears throat> Kevin Zegers uh, dated for a long time? Oh, I did not. Yeah. So Interesting. In, in Wrong Turn, they were dating. And I believe in this movie they were dating. I don't know when they stopped dating, but they were in. they were always in movies together and they were always together. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if that's in Sam's fun facts or not, but if they are, I'm sorry. It, it might be because that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And he looks so different and to me. I mean, she pretty much looked the exact same, I thought, in this that she did in wrong turn, but he looks uh he looks a lot different in wrong turn. His hair is so much longer and everything in that one. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that or not, but I almost wouldn't have recognized him being the same person. But yeah, that is that's cool. <laughs> um score and soundtrack. Um, a, a lot of times I've said multiple times, a lot of times the score doesn't really stand out to me, but I actually like this one. I thought the score for this was really good as far as adding to the intensity of some of the scenes. Um, I, I really did notice the score in this movie and I typically don't. So for it to have stood out to me, I, I did enjoy it. And then I like the soundtrack. Um, I like the song by Disturbed. There's a couple of other ones in there. And then the guy, I don't know his name, but the guy that that sings the down with the sickness song whenever they're all trying to like have some fun and he just does that like nightclub version of it that cracks me up i love that every single time for some reason but yeah i like the score and the soundtrack both of this one yeah same i agree i love uh the entire soundtrack i think it's wicked you got the man uh 
Johnny Cash is the man comes around. Um, yeah, I always call that one the uh, the the down with the sickness. Uh, yeah, it's like a fifties version. I always call it the the who's it Sinatra. The Sinatra okay. version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that guy actually does a um uh, a whole bunch of songs like that. Like he does rap songs. Like that's that. what I've heard, and I kind of want to hear some of them now because it just cracks me up so much. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I like them both, and just. I don't know where it comes from. Um, so supposedly I always heard from my mother's grandma. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but Johnny Cash is like a third or fourth or was a third or fourth cousin of mine. We were related to Johnny Cash somehow. Oh, no I heard way. that all the time when I, yeah, I heard it all the time when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, you know, parents, grandparents, they all thought it was super cool and talked about it all the time. And I was always like, who's Johnny Cash? Like I didn't really even care now that I've, you know, come an adult. I'm like, I hope that was true because that's pretty badass if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as a kid, I don't know if I would have cared either, but as an adult now, yeah. man, that's wicked. Come on. Yeah. You got to find exactly. that out. Get that ancestry.com going. <laughs> yeah. To see where that came from. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> score for me. I didn't really pick up on it too, too much. It's, it's a pretty like low key score for the most part, other than like the kind of jump scary parts. Um, right the one thing i really <clears throat> noticed is the sound design in this and i i noticed this weird noise too with the shotgun blasts i don't know if it's because most of the time whenever they do the shotgun it's like there's a lot of slow-mo in this movie but it makes right. a weird noise as it's being like shot out and i'm like does a shotgun make that noise and i'm like trying to remember <laughs> from when i was at a shooting range shooting shotguns if it does that or not but gotcha. it might be just That's because a it's a different kind of shotgun i'm not 100 percent sure uh, yeah, <clears throat> no, that's a good question. I don't know, but I think I mean I agree with you. I don't think it, it's not like a big score where the 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 jump scares and things like that are concerned. But I almost think that's part of why I like it because I don't think it was your it wasn't your typical score. It was a little bit different, and I just thought it was doing a good job of you know sometimes it's the uh, especially if you see a movie in theaters and I remember seeing this in theaters. Uh, I think I saw this in theaters twice. Um, part of the great things about seeing a movie in theater is just how much louder it is. And so those, the score moments and those jump scare moments are so much bigger in theaters during the, you know, than when you're watching them at home. Yeah. Um, but this one, I think that's part of what I like about it is it doesn't rely on the score to, to give you the jump scare. The score just kind of adds everything. It just kind of adds along with, I think it flows well with everything. I think is what I'm trying to say. And I think that's why that, that almost stood out to me. It stood out to me because it was different. Um, and I think that's why I liked it. Okay. Nice. I can definitely see that. I forgot to bring up uh, the opening song, um, the have a nice day playing over the radio. Yeah. I thought it's a good way to kind of lure you into a self. Uh, um, like everything's okay. No, I thought the exact same thing when I watched this the other day, and I don't really know that I ever really even caught that that much before. But when I was doing this rewatch a couple of days ago, I was like, "Oh, that sets this up really well." Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, cinematography. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about it, but I don't really think I have a whole lot of. Uh, I mean, I think it's good. I like the the setup in the beginning of the you know the residential section that she's in, and just the way it's all. Um, lined up and, and the way some things are done there uh, I, yeah it's good i don't think there's anything that jumps out at me a whole lot in this but overall i think it's fine 
Yeah, I think it's a very good movie. Zack Snyder knows how to make a good-looking movie, I think. Right. Yeah, it all looks good. You can't say that he hasn't. Uh, The only kind of... And this is like kind of like in editing and cinematography style, but like there are some slow-mos that are a little pretentious, I guess. Maybe that's the word I'll yeah. use. So yeah, I like, can see that. The one I wrote down for sure, I was just like, was the toilet bowl smashed through the through the window and then it's the toilet bowl slow-mo across the floor i'm just, i just wrote toilet bowl slow-mo why yeah yeah no i agree <laughs> yeah i didn't really understand what that was in there for but yeah um but no i agree with you. he does know how to, to make movies that look good and i think everything did look good um I just nothing blew my mind as wow that's amazing but i think everything did look good yeah another shot i had was uh the there's a pov sequence of Anna looking through uh, the the aftermath of the carousel after oh yeah shot through and then she gets you get right. a, she walks in and it's a POV shot from uh, the old woman to I think her name is Luna to yes Andre and then to what he's holding and I'm like right that was a nice little sequence right there I'm like that's a nice little one take <clears throat> yeah did you notice kind of a and I don't know did you notice like a green tent to this movie in that sequence probably i don't i think i was noticing it a lot it seemed to me like i just kept seeing that there was a i don't know why i don't know what it was that just i felt like there was a lot of green a lot of green like background and tent to this and i don't know even the stuff like that doesn't uh normally stand out to me but i felt like i kept seeing that a lot in this movie okay yeah, no, I don't I don't really recall it too much, but all I'm really okay. thinking about is all I'm thinking about is really the intro when it's all daytime. I, I yeah, and I don't remember it in the intro. It's after they get to the mall. Um and then of course there is a scene you're talking about there that, that definitely has it, but there are a few scenes. Um and it's a lot of the scenes where they're sitting around talking, like trying to come up with plans and what they're gonna do and that kind of stuff. It's got that same green tint that um is there later when the the baby is born and all that stuff happens so yeah it's just i don't know what that was supposed to accomplish like i so i wondered why i just kept thinking why is it so green but yeah <laughs> okay. i'm gonna have to rewatch it and see if i notice anything like that <clears throat> um there's also another shot too it's a pull pull away sh- or it's an overhead shot of the propane explosion during uh their escape as well and i didn't really notice it before i don't know it was because most of the time i watched this movie it was on my p playstation portable um <laughs> right but i noticed uh after the explosion you see all the zombies move back and then they all fall like they all fall down and i'm like oh <laughs> right. damn i didn't notice that before <laughs> yeah <laughs> um let me see okay this is usually sam's department but favorite outfits yeah it's it's probably gonna unless you've got something there it's gonna stay sam's department because sometimes <laughs> there's something that that i get but I really didn't think that there was, um, yeah, there was not an outfit or a costume that really stood out to me at all in this. I mean, they just, everybody was dressed in everyday attire or, you know, their police uniform. I mean, what, you know, security guard uniforms, that kind of stuff. I didn't think anything was really that special. Yeah. I kind of agree with you there. Um, I'm going to say Steve suits. Every suit he puts on looks key. He's, <laughs> it does. It is pretty. He wears some nice stuff. So yeah, he knows how to dress. And then uh, the only other thing I got was Kenneth. He goes from police officer to almost like a 
biker look by the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's got, you know, true. the do rag. He's got the the cut off jean vest and thing. Yeah, and like that. so that's true. Like, okay, that's a cool transition. You know, you went from from cop look to like full on biker gangster look. Right. <laughs> Other than that, I didn't notice anybody anybody else's really outfit. Um, so I guess we'll move on to some f- memorable lines. Okay. <laughs> I have a fuck ton of, I don't know about you. I had a lot and I kept trying to like take some off because I didn't want to like give too many, but I still think I have like maybe five or six here to look for sure. But, um, and they kind of come from some of the same people. So even if you want to, since you've got so many, you want to go back and forth a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and mine are just, it's stuff probably most of the time that, that makes me laugh. Like for example, one of mine was um, when uh, Michael goes and he's trying to talk to CJ, CJ's a little man, but he still hasn't really warmed up to him yet. And he's trying to talk to him and he asks CJ what the plan is. And CJ says, the plan is for you to uh, drink a nice tall glass and shut the fuck up. It, it yeah. cracks me up. I've seen this movie more <laughs> times than I can count. And every time he says it, I laugh at it. So yeah. I say that at work <laughs> all the time. <laughs> That's great. There's there's a couple CJ CJ lines I say at work uh, quite religiously. I'll see if I can find uh, the other one here. Um, I'm not seeing it at the moment, but I know I will. Um, okay. We'll go with Ken Forhe. Of course, repraising his line of when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk yeah. the earth. And I really actually I really appreciate how they put him back in the movie as well. Right. I thought that and for him, like, you know, that's a good way for him to deliver that line that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I had that one as well. Um, and then I've got uh Kenneth, and this is when you know his group has got on the elevator and they've they've got up there uh and the door opens and they're arguing with CJ and his group about, you know, whether or not they can get in there. And CJ says, well, that's, that sounds like your problem. And Kenneth says, if I put my foot up your ass, would that be your problem? Yep. I enjoyed that one as well. <laughs> I also have that one down. <laughs> Kenneth and CJ are just like top notch line delivery in yeah. this movie. I agree. Um, let me see. I got Andre for one line and it's when the zombie, when they're making sure that Metropolis is secured. And he's down by the opening and that zombie comes up and he's just like, I don't know if it looks like acid burns on him. And then he goes shatterproof yeah. asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I also had, um, so Anna, there's the scene where, um, and I just told you, Steve is talking and, you know, she tells him that they all must have had messed up childhoods. And Steve says, hey, if I ever turn into one of those things, put a bullet in my head. And she's like, oh, yeah, you can count on that. I, I like that as well. Uh, yep. She she seemed to take a lot of joy in, in getting to put him down. So, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, let's see. I got one from Steve as well. Um, this is when they're trying to figure out how to get food to Andy. He's like, how about we all draw straws and the loser walks over <laughs> with a ham sandwich? Yeah, that was good. Uh, I had one other one from Anna, and that's when the other group shows up that are in that truck, and uh, somebody says, "How do we know that you know they're not more of the infected?" And she says, "Well, for one, they're driving a truck, 
I liked that part. <laughs> and shooting guns. <laughs> and shooting guns, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I like uh, Michael's last line as well. Uh, I think I'll just stay here a while and enjoy the sunrise. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the only other one I've got that you haven't mentioned yet is uh, when they're all back on the elevator and that weird elevator music starts playing and you know, it's this intense moment, like they're trying to get away and survive. And now they're on this elevator, this weird music's playing. And CJ is just like, oh, I like this song. <laughs> that part I liked as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> CJ's got so many good lines. He's he got, does. <laughs> what else has he got in here? He's got, uh, I got a uh, fucking nursery school. Yeah. Um, the trust is the primary primary ingredient in any relationship. Yes. Um I got Kenneth down here for uh when they're asking about why the zombies are coming towards the mall and he's like memory maybe instinct maybe they're coming for us. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um There's Steve, the captain never works beside his men. <laughs> right. He makes the whip noise. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a jerk. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I'll leave it at that. I got a couple like there's like a sequence of lines that I kind of like, but yeah, they're not as good as I think the ones that we've uh, we've said already. Gotcha. So who's it's a very that... quotable movie though? It is, and like like I said, that tall glass of uh, shut the fuck up. I say that all the time. That word. <laughs> I really I love that one. <laughs> I thought there was another one in here that I said too, but I can't. I can't seem to find it. I'm gonna start saying "fucking nursery school" though. I like that. <laughs> throw, as well. Yeah, that'll throw the boys off at work. <laughs> um. So, who's your favorite kill? Um. Gosh, I I like so many of the just the way things are done, but my favorite one is probably Bart. Um, just because it was a combination of not only was he my least favorite character, but I just like the way they did that with the zombie, you know, this one's not like chasing him or running after him. It's going by hand, like going over those rails above him and then drops on him. And then of course the rest of them get him from there. But I think that one was my favorite one. Just, I thought that was pretty different. I hadn't seen something like that before and not liking that character either. That was, I enjoyed that one. I also like Steve's kill because I like the fact that, um, Anna's the one that gets to shoot him like they had just talked about on the roof, and then she's the one that does get to do it. So I, I like those two. Yep, very nice. Yeah, I think Bart's death is really, really wicked. I tried to stay clear of that one. I really liked, uh, I don't, again, watching this on the big screen, maybe it's the first time I noticed it, but Andy's death with the shotgun, he gets like half of his head blown. Yeah, off. he does. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> that one's really good. And then I like, uh, I don't I have her name down as Monica, but this is like a double kill when they flip the uh, the truck over and yeah. she gets the chainsaw through the chest. And then I'm assuming she right. must fall on uh, uh, the organist. Yes. And he also dies in that one. I thought that was a pretty sweet kill. Yeah. Um, Your least favorite kill? So my least favorite kill was CJ's. And I think that was just because um, I didn't see the point i mean I, I was yeah i get it he's sacrificing himself but i don't understand why he stayed back in the first place uh, i mean i really i realized they were coming um but to me just i don't know i 
I feel like they had done such a good job with his character and developing developing him and making him a good guy now. Like you really do like him to then just I mean, he's been fighting like you know so well and like being a big part of what's keeping him all alive. And the way he's gonna go out is just by saying, Hey, y'all take off, I'll stay back here. I, I just didn't see the point. I'm like, he shouldn't have stayed back. That makes zero sense. He could have ran with them, they all could have kept shooting. And maybe made it. Now, maybe not, because it was the explosion that held up a lot of them. But I don't know. I just think I didn't like that one for some reason. Something about that just bothered me tremendously. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. It sucks, too, because like the only reason he figured he had a way out of the bus, too, and it turned out the door right. was jammed, right? And yeah. You'd think maybe he'd have an extra plan for that, but... Yeah. yeah, no, he didn't. And it, you know, like you said, he, by the end of the movie, he's such a great character. You're like, fuck, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to say, for me, it might be Michael's death. I think out of all of them, that's probably like the most upsetting because he's like like how you described him as one of your favorite characters. He gets the right. most emotional and background development of any of the, all, pretty much almost of all the characters. And then just yeah. see him like make it but not make it but not make it no i agree and i had almost put that one um and just change my mind at the last minute because i think the only reason i switched it out is it still doesn't make it i mean it does suck and then you hate that like you said he makes it but doesn't make it um i think the reason maybe it didn't quite get me as much is because at least it was calmer like you said in your your, your lines he just wanted to stand there and watch the sunset like i feel like cj wasn't necessarily at peace when he had to you know sacrifice himself michael was at least at peace like he was all right with, with what happened i felt like so yeah. that one took a little bit of the edge off <laughs> yeah i can definitely see that michael had lost so much too and it's only like vaguely yeah. alluded to during the dinner scene but i right. think the one thing that i missed too is like I, maybe it was just because i was watching it at a younger younger age when this first came out but i was like fuck so he like lost his son during this like pandemic right yeah and you don't really there's not enough time right. for you to focus on it and besides that one little quick line of dialogue but once you start really thinking about it you're like holy fuck he's doing pretty he's he's holding up pretty good <laughs> yeah for everything that he's been through yeah i agree yeah. um Wow, this is pretty pretty easy to talk about, but gore factor, <laughs> special effects? Uh, yeah, I think they're both great. Uh, the special effects are great. The gore is great. I mean, yeah, there's... I, I don't really know what else to say about it. They're both really well done. Yeah, like all the zombies look great. Uh, it's all... It's, yeah. for, the, for the most part, I believe it's all practical effects. Yeah, um, I think so. Like, uh, I, I wrote down a couple zombies here. Uh, the legless zombie I wrote down was Wicked. Uh, the sports store feeding zombie. Um, there's also the one that tries to get in with, like I said, like the, he had like the acid burns on him. It looks like yeah. Um, the one armed uh, Chinese zombie right. running at them, and there's some great kills too. Um, with the um the stab through the head with the croquet racket was a yep. wicked zombie kill, right. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's so many good. The only uh like special effects I've noticed that maybe were dated a little bit was like just some of the larger explosions. But like they yeah. still they still don't even look bad. Right. 
uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought everything was, was really uh, well done there. And I think that's part of why, you know, I said that I think this is probably my favorite zombie movie ever because this was the first zombie movie that was actually scary, in my opinion. I mean, I, Night of the Living Dead, not taking anything away from it, great movie, but I didn't, I don't find it scary. And even some of Romero's other stuff, um, I just recently watched uh, Day of the Dead from like 1985, the original one of that. And it's not a bad movie, but they can that's one place where i think the effects don't hold up as well because when you go back and watch that one the zombies don't seem that terrifying to me mm. but yeah they're they're horrifying in this they just all look so good and uh then the fact that they're running and everything too but yeah I, I think the special effects are so good in this movie yeah i definitely agree um storyline and pacing I think it's really well uh, done. Also, there's only one part of the storyline that I wasn't really a fan of, and we're probably going to get into that in the next category. So I'll leave it alone. But mm-hmm. um, I think the pacing is really good. I think the movie is like an hour and well, it's like an hour and forty minutes, but it doesn't seem to me like it's an hour and forty minutes. Like it seems to flow really quickly. I don't think there's a lot of dead moments. Um, it's over, and I don't realize I've been sitting there watching a the movie for you know an hour and forty minutes. So. You watch the uh, extended. So I've I've seen both actually. Uh, I did watch the extended this time, and I think it is a little bit. Is it like ten minutes longer the extended cut? Nine minutes longer. Yeah, nine minutes longer. So it makes it closer to two hours, but it still doesn't seem like two hours. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. No, definitely. I definitely agree with that. I find that yeah, it moves very well. Um, I think that montages also help with that. Because all the montages yeah. are a lot of fun, right? Right. Um, I do have some. I was because I already watched this movie quite a bit, so I wanted to pick out some points that didn't make sense to me in the okay. story, and I don't have that many. Um, they might also just be like little nitpicks, but um, I was curious about how Livy uh Livian gets into the house at the beginning of the movie i do think about that every single time actually that's a good point every time i watch this movie i'm like how did she get in yeah did they just leave the door unlocked yeah. <laughs> whose daughter is this yeah <laughs> um so that was one thing yeah yeah like you said every every time you watch it and then it's like when the action starts you immediately even forget about uh, yeah you, you don't even think about it no more right <laughs> <laughs> um i also have I know you probably don't have any objections to this, but what's up with the nude woman that walks by Anne uh, in the car when she stops in front of the bus? It just seems too random, you know? Yeah, it really is. I agree. And that's, um, it's not, I think that's only in the uh, extended version, right? It's not in the the regular cut. I don't believe it. I think in the regular cut, you don't see her. You just see what's going on on the bus in front of her. Oh, if okay. I remember correctly. Yeah. You, that's, so that's one of the scenes that was added in on the the director's cut was that part. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's kind of pointless, but I'm not going to complain. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I've never even seen the theatrical cut. I always watch the okay. director's cut. I'll say I watch. So I actually did both um, this week, like two or three nights ago. I watched the theatrical. And this morning I watched the directors and that's one of the things I remember catching this morning was that that's not, you don't see that the naked chick in the other part. So yeah, there's a few things like that. And then there's um, not to get back off on it, but Ken Forte's uh, speech is much, uh, much shorter than the theatrical. You don't see or hear very much from him at all. So yeah. Okay. Oh, it's not so biblical. 
Yeah, I right. Can, I can kind it's of see just pretty much the line. I mean, it really is pretty much just the line that you that you know so well. That's okay. that's kind of it. And then then some of the other conversations go a little longer. There's a few more uh, zombie kill scenes and stuff like that. But that's that's kind of it in those nine minutes. But uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. It was kind of pointless. Like, where'd she come from? Like, what was that all about? So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna finish off this, and then I got a question for you about the theatrical and okay. the unrated cut. But um, so Michael switches from a crowbar to a croquet racket. Seems like just the weirdest, most pointless switch I've ever seen. That is so funny you bring that up because I had never thought about that until this morning. When I was watching it this morning, I'm like, why did he change weapons? Like, what was that all about? Why a croquet weapon instead of your crowbar? I think your crowbar would hold up a little better. Oh, it's not going to break in half. You know, so why did he do it? Yeah. Like, I get it helped point. him out maybe in the long run, but I was like, that's a pretty stupid move from such a supposed to be smart character. Yeah. Um, and I, and then the other thing that kind of bothered me was the, um, the lack of rules for the turning stage after you're bitten. So like, I understand some of it. So like with, uh, her husband at the beginning of the movie, he gets bit in the jugular. He dies really fast. He's right. infected. Done. Right. I get that. I understand that. But then we got people that are bitten, um, so Luna was bitten when they get to the mall. It almost seems like she lasts like weeks or yeah, and like months. Uh, and she just has a small bite on her arm, but like right, I'm, I'm like uh, Nicole's father was was also just bitten on the hand. Yeah, it was because he was bitten twice. I'm not 100 percent sure. And the old lady too, like apparently she was walking fine before they got into the truck, and then right by the time that she got there, she was basically infected. So I'm just. I would like a little more rules established for the turning time for infected. No, I get it. And I I totally see what you're saying. Um, I almost think that not having those rules is kind of what helps though with making it a little bit scarier because you really don't know. And it's so many other zombie movies and, you know, even the walking dead, I know so many people got tired of the walking dead. I love the walking dead. Um, But you have all these rules and, and you kind of it gives you a little bit not necessarily comfort but it helps you develop a plan right if you know what to do because you know about how long you've got if you don't have any rules that's pretty fucked up you don't know when something's gonna happen you know oh, so i think true. it adds to i think it adds to it being more terrifying because you really don't know what's gonna when somebody's gonna turn that kind of thing so that's just okay. my thought on that but i do see what you're saying <clears throat> i like that okay i'm gonna that, that's not a problem with the story anymore I like better. <laughs> better than that yeah man the story's good i think i think having a bigger ensemble cast was both a weakness and um um uh, a positive to this movie yeah um unfortunately we don't get too much of character development with like each and every character like there's some right. characters you just know a little bit about like steve he comes right. out like basically when the bus when their truck shows up in the uncut edition that's an hour in yeah so you only have that much time to spend with them and i find that that second montage also kind of flies by a lot of stuff right so like that would fly by the anna and michael relationship which was also just kind of not handed in there but like it's it's alluded to but it's not given a lot of development um right with like we talked about cj's character development as well um, yeah which is kind of skimmed over um 
and Andre and Luna too. Like you think there would have been some more times of checking up on her since Anna's, especially a right. nurse, and yeah, she I clearly agree. knows what infection looks like. Um, right, it could have been brought up a little more. But other than that, yeah, really it's almost like they were. It's almost like she was forgotten about to a certain degree. They just completely. I mean, they did ask about her like once, <laughs> maybe, but yeah, it seemed like they forgot her character, which is really odd. <laughs> yeah, and then she ends up being a big, not a plot point, but like a big segment of this movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not, like, like you said, the pacing goes by really quick. I think there's a lot of really good and unique sequences in this movie. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to some favorite scenes. Um, well, as much as I like the whole movie, uh, for the most part, I, I think my favorite scene is still the opening. I just, I love this opening so much. I think it's so good. And then from there, um, I mean, we, you and I talked about the opening, some on some of the other, you know, when we did that, uh, that episode on the show, but, um, just a lot of the scenes with CJ and, and Kenneth, both their interaction. I like the scene where they're, uh, getting Andy to, to shoot the people and they're telling him how to shoot. You know, I, I think they have. <laughs> Jay Leno, Burt Reynolds, you know, Rosie, you know, yeah, all that. So I wrote it down uh, as a celebrity shooting range. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so several of those um, I really enjoyed. And then I did like, um, like you said, those montage scenes as well, where you're just getting to see, you know, some of them different reactions. You've got um, DJ and somebody, I can't remember who they're with him. They're playing, uh, maybe Bart, they're playing cards. They're like betting cigarettes instead of money. You see, uh, you know, Kenneth and somebody are playing basketball. You've got um, Anna and Michael are watching a movie. I mean, you just kind of get a glimpse of each one of them trying to have fun and forget about what's going on. And even though it's it's fairly short and it may give you some questions here and there, I kind of enjoyed those scenes as well. So that's that's probably it for some of my favorite scenes, I think. I mean, I like the whole movie, but that's some of the stuff that stood out. Yeah. Um, let me see the opening for sure. Um I like the uh, the old woman dies and comes back, and then that kind of leads into the whole father right. section as well, which I actually find that father scene to be a fairly emotional scene. I really like that. Yeah, it is. That plays him. And yeah, he did a good job. And especially how they set it up with Finn Raines, uh closing the gate behind him and him just waiting. And, right. And then you kind of see like the daughter running around after that, and everybody and you hear the gunshot. Because it starts out so yeah. tense, like you think Michael might actually shoot this guy because you're you know he's a good guy but at the same time he's he's trying to be the best leader he can and somebody's possibly infected you do have to deal with it right right so uh i like that i like the dinner scene where you find out about uh michael i thought it was really good and it also yeah an emotional gut punch as well right um one of the scarier scenes i find is the parking garage sequence Oh yeah, that is. I should have listed that one. Yeah, that was really good. That whole scene is good. Yeah. Um, and I also like uh, the uh, the sewer scene as well when they're running through the sewer. Yeah. The zombies fall through and they just start chasing them. Uh, yeah. CJ's just kind of dragging the one guy while he's shooting at them until they catch yeah. up with him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. Um, and then uh, I don't know. It's it, it's infamous, I guess. But the zombie baby, if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one I've got for the only 
only least favorite scene I have is the baby scene. It's just so creepy. Yeah. So, so creepy. Um, And not just the fact that there's a zombie baby, but I mean, just the whole thing that, you know, her giving birth and then they find the baby and they have to shoot the baby, that, that, that whole thing. Well, I get it. It's such a big part of the movie. It's also, it's kind of cringy a little bit. Like that's probably my least favorite scene in the movie. It's just, it's rough. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, I well, I guess if that's your only least favorite scene, I don't think I have one actually. I really like, like, I like uh, one I forgot to talk about as well. I like uh, Kenneth and uh, Andy, I like their development between them, yeah. Just, and it's not like they get a lot, but like uh, when they're just like playing games back and forth with each other, right? And you can tell Kenneth had some kind of musical instrument up there setting that he might have been playing that he could yeah. hear from across the way, um, right. But yeah, I like their uh, interactions as well. Um, so this one's kind of a <laughs> interesting topic, but killer. So I guess we'll just go with zombies overall. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And um, yeah, I've said it a couple of times, but I they're so good. These are my favorite zombies that I've seen in any movie. So I just I think they look great. The fact that they run and almost seem to even be to a certain degree thinking at times. You know, I mean, you've got uh one that puts his hand up and stops a door from shutting like he, they don't just go running and plowing into the door like one of them's trying to stop them from shutting a door you've got the one that catches the tank that cj throws down and then stands there and looks at him and even though he looks at him really stupid you don't in any other movie you see zombies catching stuff you know what I'm saying? Or, or stop doors from shutting that kind of stuff so uh they're smarter and they're faster and they look great and i don't know i think they're these zombies are great <laughs> yeah I definitely agree with everything you said. Uh, I don't know how much more I can get on, get out of this topic, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely. It was definitely the the perfect way for this remake to happen and work. I think. Yeah, I agree. It, if you were to go the other way and make them slow zombies again, I don't think this remake would have held up nearly as well as it uh, has. Yeah, I don't think so either. And and I know. Oh, um, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say also this. <clears throat> I think that because in this movie, unlike the original, if you if you die just by any means, you come back as a zombie in the original right. Dawn of the Dead. But in this one, it's only if you're bitten. And I yeah. think I think that's the only by making them fast. That's the only way you can show how quickly this infection would truly like spread. You know, rather yeah, than I agree. You, to bite the person next to you and then he would bite them and i think it would be a lot slower of a spread if that were the case what do you um just out of curiosity and i don't know you might could get into it in a different area but so 28 weeks later also had you know the the zombies that ran yep um but i don't know to me there's so much better in this one maybe that's because you get more of them um 28 weeks later does a lot more character stuff maybe than this movie does and you don't get quite as many zombie attacks but do you where do you like compare those two at do you think it's just as good or do you like you know do you like it better do you like all the dead better comparing those two what do you think hmm um i think well i don't really consider them zombies in the in that movie i know that a lot of people do um i consider them there's a little subgenre of them. They're called uh, infected, you know, because okay. sure, they're still transmitted by bite or like bodily fluid or anything like that. But like they die eventually. 
Right. Okay. That's why it's like 28 I'm with days you. later. After 28 days, they all start to rot and everything, right? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's so a good point. That's, that's kind of where I kind of blur the line there. And I think they're just two totally different films in general. It's really hard to say, but 20, 28 weeks is... <laughs> Or twenty eight days. Sorry, twenty eight days yeah. later is a is a more character driven piece. I guess it's right. Lot, I agree. A lot smaller budget, right? Um, as this is like a big a big blockbuster movie, right? So okay, I think for more enjoyable in enjoyableness, I probably prefer this movie. But if I'm like I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch like a good character study about these people and i'm gonna get really invested in this one character i'm probably gonna watch 28 days later okay yeah no that makes perfect sense i agree okay yeah. what are, what are, you're in the same boat or yeah no yeah 100 because i do like 28 days later um uh i just don't think it's anywhere near as enjoyable as this is um and yeah it's a totally different style of movie i agree with you it's much more on character development and stuff like that so i i do see that point i just a few people when i've um, had discussions about Dawn of the Dead always seem to bring up 28 Days Later because of the way the um, if you consider them zombies or not but because of the way they move but I don't know I just I think this one's I, there were times where so 28 Days Later for me kind of drug a little bit I, I felt like there was almost too much character I got bored a few times in the movie I still like it overall but there were a few times I was a little bored with it this one's much more enjoyable as far as I'm concerned yeah oh definitely yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that too. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Twenty Eight Days Later in so long, and I've been wanting to kind of rewatch that and Twenty Eight Weeks Later because everybody yeah. keeps raving about how Twenty Eight Weeks Later was a great sequel, but I don't really remember it being overly all that great. Right, but I would like to recheck that one out too. Eh, maybe what, down the road. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think for enjoyability, I think this movie's a lot a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, what's your scary rating out of 10? Um, so this is tough. I kind of try to go, um, the first time I saw this movie, uh, I won't lie. This was actually, this one got me pretty good. I was on edge, uh, after watching this one for a while. Now I see it and it's just, uh, it doesn't scare me. I just think it's so much fun. So I, I try to look back in the middle because, you know, we've talked about it before. I think I've become so desensitized to things that not too much does really scare me anymore. Um, if it was a first time watch, I might go as high as an eight. Now I'm more like, mm -hmm. I don't want to go too low. I'm going to go right in the middle of a five. I think that's where I'll go with it. I, this movie is so much fun and I love it. And it doesn't scare me at all now, but it did the first time I saw it. So I'll, I'll go right there to five. Okay. I'm going to agree with your first time watch at eight. Okay. Especially if you've been used to just seeing like these slow zombies. on like, right. Exactly. Day. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, for me as a rewatch, um, for many times I'm gonna I'm gonna go at a four. Okay. Um, your rewatchability and would you recommend? Oh, absolutely! I can't. Like I said I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. I'm pretty sure I saw it twice in the theater. Uh, as soon as it then came out for you know rent, I watched it again. I bought it as soon as it went by. I've, I've seen this movie so many times, and I'm sure I'll watch it so many more. So yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. It it really is. I keep saying, in my opinion, this is the best zombie movie out there. So, did you buy the 4K? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Had to. <laughs> <laughs> I still got. I still got the Blu-ray release. 
But gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it was one that you know we talked at the beginning about some things you are you need to upgrade, some things you don't. I had to this one. Yeah. It was never never thought about it at all. It was just immediate. Like, yep, got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also say this movie holds good rewatchability, and I definitely recommend, especially if you haven't experienced a fast zombie movie. I know yeah. they're kind of far and few in between, but this is a really good one to check out. Right. Um, so with that being said, we will get into our final movie rating. Um, so our rating is out of five, but instead of uh numbers or anything like that, we use emojis. So our lowest is a poop emoji, um, and then it goes eye roll emoji, and in the middle is an okay emoji, and then we go with a thumbs up, and then for like a five out of five or a hundred, it would be a 100 emoji. So what is your movie rating? This is one of the rare times. So, you know, you know me and, and people that have heard me on you guys show or watched my YouTube channel know that I'm such a slasher guy. Very seldom do I go um, all the way to the top with anything that's not a slasher. It just it doesn't happen a whole lot just because I love that genre so much. But um, this is an exception. So this one is a 100 for me. Um, I, I have to go there. If it was. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything I would change about it. I'm going to put this one at 100. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to say the same because it's like we talked about throughout this whole podcast. It's 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 an excellent remake. It's a lot of fun. Um, I might actually go a low one hundred just because of some of the. I'm gonna go a low one hundred. Um, just okay. because of some of the uh, the character kind of jump motivational things that we talked about and some right. little silly character decisions, which which even some of them I can I could see happening, right? Like yeah sometimes you want to switch up your weapon it's a little lighter you think you might you might be able to get more hits with it or something like so I can, I can look over some of that stuff but um uh, but yeah i i think i'm mainly just going to go with the the character jumps like you said like the relationship between uh nicole and terry moves yeah kind of out of nowhere and the same with cj's characters kind of out of nowhere right um which would have been even almost same with Anna and Michael. Their relationships just didn't really have enough going for them before that second montage that justifies it in the third act. Yeah. But other than that, this movie's still a blast. It looks great. Sounds great. Awesome. Wicked gore. You can't really yeah. go wrong with it. Oh, I forgot the like the ending ending to talk about. The post the yeah. credit scenes. How do we yes, forget about a, that? I know. I know. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Um you know, the first time I saw this movie, um, and I saw that that post credit scene, um, I don't I, like disappointed is the wrong word, but at the same time, that's kind of how I felt. It just it bummed me out. I'm like, no, they did all of this to to get that far, and now basically everybody's dead. Like I just so for a long time I wouldn't accept it. I'm like, no, I don't think they all died. I think they found a way to survive. <laughs> you know, something worked out for them, but. Um, yeah, now I've just kind of accepted it. Yeah, okay, they all died. I kind of hate it, but I get it because if you know, if that's the way, if there ever was anything like a zombie apocalypse, and that's the way they really behave, I don't see any of us making out, you know, making it out. So <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. it. It makes sense. I don't necessarily like it because I hate, just like we talked about with CJ and Michael, I hate that they made it that far then to die well it's even more for the last group that's on the boat right like they really thought they made it all the way but um i get it it's probably the the best way to end it it's just 
like, damn it, I thought they made it, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know. What do you think? I agree. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't even think I caught this the first few times I watched the movie as a kid, and then I actually stuck through it at the end. Um, and I was like, damn, that's dark. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I, I, and then I got into the older ones, and I started researching the older Dawn of the Dead as well. And it turns out that George A. Romero's original ending for that movie, uh, you know, she flies away in the helicopter. The helicopter, yeah. It was for the helicopter to run out of gas. Oh, okay. For her to crash and die was the okay. original ending. So, so he's always could, had it dark. <laughs> yeah, so it fits it fits in line with his orig- kind of original vision. So I'm right. like, okay, I, I like it now. I like it. And plus, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sucker for dark endings. Like, Are you? Oh, big time. Um, uh, depending on how much I like the characters, I, I kind of am too. I think I just didn't. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I, even uh, Anna to a certain degree, I think the thing that bummed me out the most was uh, Kenneth. I mean, yeah, feel bad for all of them. I get it. I know they all died, not just Kenneth, but I'm like, Kenneth was so badass and funny at times and cool. Like, I hate the fact that he waited all this way and then died. I know a whole bunch of other people just died too, or three or four other people just died too, but I really thought it sucked that he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, do we want to get into some fun facts? Yeah, go ahead. Dan was so kind to print me up some fun facts today. There we so, go. Because I. <laughs> I actually don't know that many fun facts about this movie, so I'm very interested. Yeah. Um, let me see. When Vin Rames heard of the remake of The Dawn of the Dead um, was in production, he tracked down the producers to be in the film. It's very cool. He's been in almost yeah. every zombie movie ever since that as well. <laughs> yeah, he's been in a lot. <laughs> uh, for the scene where Anna stitches Kenneth's wounds, the director hired a real nurse for the close-ups. She misunderstood the director's directions to go deeper and inadvertently punctured Vendrain's skin and stitched the prosthesis to his arm and didn't say anything until after the scene was done filming and the director thought um, the blood was merely a really good effect. (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. (laughs) He's dedicated, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although uh, although he had strong reservations about some elements, uh, elements, George Romano, Romero prof- professed to be ex- surprisingly impressed with the film. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, it is good that he liked it. Yeah, uh, the two zombies with missing limbs, the jogger, and arm, and the legless zombies in the parking garage were played by actual amputees. The same thing was done for the original first zombie scene in the original Dawn of the Dead. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. I wasn't sure if that was yeah. CGI or not. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, director Zack Snyder personally chose most of the music used in the film. His choices include "The Man Comes Around" and the Richard Cheese cover of "Disturbed Down with the Sickness." Um, Snyder was the only person who thought these songs should be in the film as most of the producers were against it <laughs> um, a lot of the actors playing zombies were carrying remotes in their hands to discharge a blood cannon placed on their back this was to activate an explosion of blood behind them to simulate the effect of a gunshot which, which is exactly how they should be doing this instead of CGI <laughs> I agree. <laughs> ah, I hate not using squibs. 
Um, some of the camera crew wouldn't wear plastic sheeting during the filming of some of the gorier scenes due to the amount of fake blood flying around. Okay. Well, I'm fighting off a sneeze. <laughs> uh, in an aerial aerial scene in the first 10 minutes when Anna is driving down the highway, a truck can be seen crashing into a gas station diner. This is a reference to Night of the Living Dead, 1968. As Ben mentions, he's listening to a radio in a truck in a diner parking lot when a truck crashed into the gas pumps. Ah. I remember that, yeah, but that's very cool. I love that scene. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Do you know what I noticed about this movie too? When was this? 2004? Were cell phones big? Oh, that's a good question. Because nobody has one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I hadn't even thought about that. Interesting. They definitely make this movie timeless, is what I was yeah. kind of thinking. Right. Um, shot uh, The movie was shot in chronological order. Okay. Oh, I had another question for you. Because you yeah. live in America. And we live in Canada. <laughs> right. And shuttle buses in malls. So we have shuttle buses for airports. Right. But I've never seen one for a mall. We just have public transportation that drop people off at the mall and then drive away. Yeah. Uh, same way. Never seen one. Did not know that was a thing. I've seen them at airports, things like that, but never seen one for a mall. So I was just like, wow. Okay. Maybe, I mean, I live in Oklahoma and in a, I guess, I don't know, medium sized town, maybe really big cities have that kind of stuff i don't know but i've never seen that before i didn't know that was a thing okay because me neither and i was trying to explain it to sam this morning and she's like i had no idea what you're even talking about i'm like okay <laughs> i'm like maybe you'll know or i'm like maybe it's like an older thing that happened like maybe in 2004 it was like malls were so big that it was you know recommended that you have your own little shuttle bus or something I was trying to find a way to yeah. justify them having it in the movie besides having it for, in there. The, the the cool scene at the end, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. I just I've just I guess I assumed that maybe like bigger cities, you know, New York, Dallas, stuff like that, maybe they have them there, but I've uh, never seen one in Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Um sorry, heard my dogs are going up. Boys, relax. That's all right. Yeah, somebody's at the door. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You're just going to ignore it? Oh, it's the bell guy. Oh, somebody's trying to sell us some internet. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into some back into some facts here. Uh, different colors of blood were used for the zombies in different stages of decomposition. Red for the recently dead and a browner, browner version for the ones that have been dead a few weeks and blacker, oilier versions for the ones that have been dead for a considerable period of time. I guess okay. that makes sense because it'd be like yeah, it does. coagulated, right? Right. Um, CJ's elevator line. I like this song. It was improvised. There wasn't even any music playing while they were filming it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes me like that even more than I had that in my favorite lines. Now I like it even better. <laughs> uh, some of the video clips in the opening credits were actually took from stock news footage, such as the scene of the truck being driven into a crowd of people okay hmm. um universal significantly slashed the film's budget after the failure of house of the dead 2003 period there was no public appetite for zombie movies oh my huh. god it slashed it in half that's crazy 
this almost would have been like over a fifty million dollar, like it would have been a sixty million dollar budget movie. Wow. Fucking House, House of, of the Dead's Dead. not that great. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zack Snyder said that the reason his zombies run at full speed is because he wanted to avoid the inherent comic impression that given the bias. Uh, slow shuffling undead. The same technique was used to show the in, the effect in Twenty Eight Days Later, which was a direct inspiration for the film. Okay. Um, by the end of production, three thousand zombie makeup effects had been created. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, this is neat. Heather Langley Camp, uh, who played Nancy in the Nightmare on mm. Elm Street series, uh, was a member of the production crew crew on this film i had no idea which makes sense because her husband is a makeup makeup effects artist right they started their own company very cool Uh, writer james gunn claims he received a massive amount of fan backlash even death threats when assigned to the film most of the hate messages claimed the hack who wrote the scooby-doo movie shouldn't be in charge of dawn of the dead I mean, I guess I see it. Yeah, <laughs> but not, not entirely wrong. No, <laughs> but he did well. Hey, maybe that gives us some hope for Scream, right? That if that guy, if James Gunn can pull this off, maybe the guy that did Happy Death, they can pull off Scream. Yep. Well, <laughs> uh, um, according to director Zack Snyder, Starbucks coffee refused to be featured in the featured in the film. Uh, and I got one more here. As many as 50 makeup artists would be working on transforming actors into zombies for the days that required crowd scenes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, too, actually, when I was looking at those crowd scenes, I was trying to see if they were, um, I was trying to see if they were like just CGI kind of layered in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, they, right. were all, they were all real from my, my, me looking at it. And it's pretty cool. From that fact. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, those are all my fun facts. It says in Sam's layout that I have to announce the next episode, but I don't know what that's going to be yet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, Sean, uh, can we get you to plug your account? Yeah. So, uh, on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, it is Sean's Horror Corner, and then on Twitter, you can find me at underscore Sean underscore Rhodes. Awesome. Um, we are our life in horror at, uh, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, and you can find us on Patreon where we do uh, bonus episodes, after hour pods, and uh, polls. And you can also email us at ourlifeinhorror at hotmail dot com. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Sean, this was a blast. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, you're coming on for the after hours. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you again. And thanks a lot for listening, everybody.